Hello and welcome to Music for a While. I'm Jay Nordlinger, music critic of the New Criterion. The music world noted the passing of Stanley Drucker. For 60 years, he was in the New York Philharmonic. He was a clarinetist, the clarinetist. He seemed never to age, decade after decade. He had every follicle of hair you can imagine. I have a picture of him, mentally, walking down Broadway with a big stogie in his mouth. He seemed to be a fellow who loved life and loved music. Let's hear some Stanley Drucker in a sonata for clarinet and piano. The pianist is Kazuko Hayami, and the composer is Poulenc. We'll hear the last movement of his sole clarinet sonata. It has two markings, one in Italian, one in French, just to be sure. Talk about belt and suspenders. Allegro con fuoco and très animé.
pretty neat. That was the last movement of the Sonata for Clarinet and Piano by Francis Poulenc, played by the pianist Kazuko Hayami and the late, great Stanley Drucker. Let's stick with French music. Hélène Grimaud, the French pianist, played a recital in Carnegie Hall. Her program, at least the first half of it, was filled with little pieces. That was a nice break. Usually, pianists want to play big or biggish pieces, maybe three a recital. Grimaud played scads. One of the pieces she played was a waltz by Debussy, La Plus Que Lente. This is literally translated, the more than slow, but I like to say, the slower than slow. And, as I said in my review of Grimaud, Arthur Rubinstein liked to play this piece. I associate it with him. And here is a recording by him.
A waltz by Debussy, la plus que lente, the more than slow, or the slower than slow. The pianist was Arthur Rubinstein, whose taste was well-nigh impeccable. Once more, I'm Jay Nordlinger, music critic of the New Criterion, bringing you music for a while. If you'd like to write to me, the address is nordlinger at newcriterion.com. Let's have some singing by one of the most astonishing singers I know of, Léa Desandré, the French mezzo, who's half Italian. She turns 30 this year, and her custom is to perform with the lutenist Thomas Dunford and his Jupiter Ensemble. We're going to hear them in something snappy and stylish, an aria by Handel from his opera Semele, an English-language opera. No, no, I'll take no less. Leah and her friends are going to give it the maximum.
By Handel, No, No, I'll Take No Less, from the opera Semele. The singer was Lea Desandre, is she not astonishing, who performed with Thomas Dunford and the Jupiter Ensemble. A concert of the New York Philharmonic was conducted by Hanu Lintu, one of the many, many young Finnish conductors now on the scene. He duly conducted Sibelius, the Seventh Symphony. I'd like to read from my review. I thought of Esapekka Salonen, the most famous of the Finnish conductors, who told me that he went through an anti-Sibelius period. This was when he was young and rebelling. He fled to Italy to study, wanting a Sibelius-free zone, as he put it. But, in a shop, he chanced upon a copy of the Symphony No. 7, the score was on sale for the price of an espresso, as Solomon said. He bought it, and marveled at the symphony, never turning away from his national composer again. Okay, at some point in the New York Philharmonic concert, a cell phone went off, and it played a Finnish tune. What I mean is, it played the Nokia tune, the Nokia ringtone. But this tune is not Finnish. The company is, yes. Nokia is, yes. But the tune? No. It was written by a Spanish composer, Francisco Tarrega, who lived from 1852 to 1909. It comes from his Grand Valse, Grand Waltz, a waltz for guitar. And we will hear David Russell play the piece. Is your phone off? Just kidding. Here we go.
That piece, the Grand Valse by Francisco Tariga, contains the most frequently heard tune in the world, if it's not Happy Birthday. Anyway, it was played by David Russell. Hanu Lintu conducted one New York Philharmonic concert. Stéphane Deneuve conducted another one. He is a Frenchman who is the music director of the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra. I'll read from my review of that Phil concert. The concert began with a new work, or new enough, Célifaïs from Les Cités de Lovecraft, composed in 2017. Composed by whom? Guillaume Connaisson, born in Boulogne-Biancourt in 1970. Maestro Deneuve has recorded Les Cités de Lovecraft with the Brussels Philharmonic. Célifaïs begins with a snap, or crack, same as Ravel's G major piano concerto. The work is peppy, incisive, playful, urban, cinematic. It is free-sounding, yet structured, if I may. Eventually, Célifaïs takes a breather, exchanging peppiness for a wooziness, that classic French haze. The piece is shot through with colors. Connaisson seems a man who loves the orchestra and its possibilities, who loves music, too. Isn't that normal and unremarkable for a composer? You would think. Let me say, too, that Célifaïs is likely to hold the interest of the listener all through its nine minutes. Isn't that faint praise? Not at all. From where I sit, holding the interest of the listener is a major achievement. As the audience was applauding, Maestro Deneuve showed the score, patting it, as if to say, let's acknowledge the composer, too. Well, let's acknowledge him. And let's hear Sele Fais in that recording by Stéphane Deneuve and the Brussels Philharmonic. Yes, all nine minutes hold the listener's interest. We'll hear about half the piece regardless, just because we're skipping along. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you. 
part of a piece from a bigger piece by Guillaume Connaisson. C-O-N-N-E-S-S-O-N. Connaisson. C'est les Faïs from Les Cités de Lovecraft, as in H.P. Lovecraft, guided more like witchcraft. Anyway, the orchestra was the Brussels Phil, conducted by the marvelous Stéphane Deneuve. I was talking with a composer friend. She was trained as a pianist. I said, who are your pianist heroes, your favorite pianists? She gave me one name, Edward Aldwell. I said, who? She said, exactly. He ought to be better known. He was an American, born in Portland, Oregon, in 1938. He died in 2006. In addition to being a pianist, he was a music theorist and teacher. He taught at the Curtis Institute in Philadelphia and the Manus School in New York. As a pianist, he was particularly known for Bach. He recorded the Well-Tempered Clavier, both books, and the French Suites. Let's hear a movement from one of those suites, the Gigue, or Jig, from the suite number one in D minor.
The Gigue from the French Suite No. 1 in D minor by J.S. Bach. The pianist was Edward Aldwell. A-L-D-Well. Aldwell. At the New Criterion's blog, Dispatch, I had a post that went, Last month, I had the privilege of hearing a recital by students of Jason Vio at the Cleveland Institute of Music. Vio is one of the leading guitarists, classical guitarists, in the world. One of his students played a movement from the Sonatina by Lennox Barclay, composed in 1957. Barclay, Sir Lennox, was an English composer who lived from 1903 to 1989. He composed the Sonatina for Julian Bream, the great English guitarist who occasioned much new repertoire. In the early 1950s, Barclay composed an opera, Nelson, which is about the legendary admiral and his affair with Lady Hamilton. The libretto was composed by Alan Price Jones. For a time, the Price Joneses rented the top floor of the Barclays' house. David Price Jones, son of Alan and Therese, once told me a story that I thought of when I saw Lennox Barclay's name on the program in Cleveland. You will enjoy it as much as I did, I bet. The Barclays and the Price Joneses were having a meal together. Suddenly, the composer seemed elsewhere, lost in space, perhaps staring ahead. Mrs. Barclay, or Lady Barclay, explained, Lennox is having an idea, a musical one, surely. May we all have ideas, good ones. Here now is the first movement of the guitar sonatina by Sir Lennox Barclay, played by the man for whom it was written, Julian Bream.
The first movement, Allegretto, from the Sonatina for Guitar by Sir Lennox Barclay, played by Julian Bream. Fred Swan, Frederick Swan, Frederick Louis Swan, was an organist, one of the most prominent in the world. He was born in 1931. He died last November 13th. He began playing for church services in Winchester, Virginia, when he was 10. His father was the pastor of that church. He later held very big jobs, the organist did, at Riverside Church in New York, at the Crystal Cathedral outside Los Angeles, and elsewhere. Playing for the Hour of Power TV program, he was heard each week by some 20 million people in 165 countries. That's darn near all of them. We'll hear a hymn, a great hymn, arranged by him. This hymn is most widely known as Crown Him with Many Crowns. So, here's Frederick Swan. Goodbye, everyone, and thanks. <laughs>